and welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter and my co-host, Russ Reese, the Vegas line reader. How are we doing today, Russ? I'm actually feeling good. Uh, I had some uh, big plays last weekend and uh, had a good weekend. I think I went four and two uh, with college and football and all my big plays. So I saw you also did really well. You went uh, five and one, I think you said. Yeah, so I went five and one. Uh, I went two and one in uh, college football. The Boise game kind of left away a little bit for the most part, but my two main plays both hit. And then NFL, I've been on an awesome NFL heater. I, I went three and zero last week. Uh, I had the Aaron Rodgers prop for the over touchdowns, which was a no problem bet for the most part. The yards was more of an issue because of that run game, mm-hmm. but we had two dogs, Panthers. Won outright, and then we had Titans win outright. And that game, honestly, I don't know. Still don't know how they won that game, but I love the points, and it just worked out. So, yeah, overall, I've been locked in on NFL. We both had the Titans. I saw my phone blowing up on those Titans. I thought you threw the phone and broke it or something. I was like, no, 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 no. We're coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But let's let's get this party started. Let's get on the right track for DFS because we'll get you guys on the tra- right track for betting. And without further ado, let's get our guy on here. Anthony Servino. Anthony, how are we doing today? What's going on, guys? How are you? What's doing good. On, there's that there's that Cowboys jersey we were talking about. Yes, yes, different one. CD Lamb. It's the one that I got it for free from Caesars. What? Yeah, free? that sounds about right. You got it for free. <laughs> well, you know, the Caesars uh sports book, you you uh if you uh bet a hundred dollars worth of NFL games between like week one and, and, and September 30th, they send you a hundred fifty dollar gift card. Oh, oh, wow. Beautiful. Can't so, beat that, man. And uh, yeah, I, feel, I feel pretty too? good. Do you work for Caesars? No. <laughs> All right, let's jump into fantasy football. Yeah, let's do this. So uh, I'm already uh, looking at the QB position. There's a guy that I'm looking at that I think is going to be a pretty good sleeper. Uh, I don't know. If, well, I, he might be a good sleeper. We'll see. But uh, Danny Dimes, I'm kind of digging him this week. What are your thoughts, Anthony? I'm in on Daniel Jones in week three. We've seen back-to-back games now where he's been extremely fantasy relevant. And, you know, coming up, what is he get? he's getting the Falcons. And look what Jalen Hurst did to the Falcons in week one. He's a dual-threat quarterback. And obviously Tom Brady. He tore the Atlanta Falcons up. Uh, and Danny Dimes is another dual threat quarterback. Went for over 90 yards rushing uh, last week, back to back weeks with a rushing touchdown. So that rushing floor helps all fantasy quarterbacks out. And the Atlanta Falcons are a mess. Uh, this could be a- another big week for Daniel Jones, and he should be uh, in-, in GPP lineups for sure. Mm-hmm. I see uh, Shepard's down there. He's at 5,900 in DraftKings. <laughs> Do you think you would put him in with him? Yeah, that uh, Danny Dimes and Sterling Shepard uh, stack works. And even though the Giants signed Kenny Galladay to a big deal in free agency, Sterling Shepard's the number one target for Daniel Jones, leads the team in targets. And Galladay had eight targets last week, did absolutely nothing with them. I don't know if he's banged up, not acclimated with the offense, not acclimated with Daniel Jones. Now, can you be a little bit sneaky and put Kenny Galladay in if you play a lot of lineups? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because of any, if he's going to go off against anybody, it's the Atlanta Falcons and that atrocious defense. But the safer play uh, is Sterling Shepard. So I got I got a question. I got a question from one of the viewers here, Mitch Flat. It says Matthew Stafford, are we playing him or fading him this week in DFS? And the Rams are playing, let me pull this up. They're playing the Bucks. The Bucks, yeah. You gotta put him in. And 
The Tampa Bay defense, as good as they are up front, their secondary is a mess. Dak Prescott tore him up. Matt Ryan uh, threw for a couple of scores and right around 300 yards last week. They picked him off a few times, but fantasy-wise, another good game. Uh, and this is a projected shootout. Tampa Bay's offense looks unstoppable. I, I think this is going to be a shootout. If not, Tampa Bay gets out to an early lead, and they're playing catch-up on the Rams end. Daryl Henderson's a little bit banged up, so I, I, I know Sony Michelle is there, but Darrell Henderson is really the RB1 on that team. So we're going to see a lot more passing uh, than usual, I think, out of Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup's been absolutely terrific this season. He's taken over as the number one wide receiver on that team over Robert Woods. So that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford stock is going to work as well. And you could probably throw Tyler Higby in. Yeah, I want to give you some props last week. You hit your uh, sleeper on Jamar Chase. I saw he had a touchdown last week, so that was a good pick. Um, and he's still, cheap. Of, yeah, yeah. Did he still do well? Did he get a lot of points last week? I think he finished right around 12 or 13 points, but he only had yeah. three targets with that touchdown. That but the, the other two, yeah. the other two, since he receivers are more expensive, and uh, the leader was T. Higgins. He had about two more points, and, and Tyler Boyd had one more point. So if you went Jamar Chase at his price point, it was actually the better value. No, it's just. Who uh who should we be eyeing up on the actual Browns? Because I see both Landry's out, and then we got Odell still out. I was curious who the guys uh, getting the targets now. Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, he could be the number one wide receiver there. Uh, there's also, I believe his last name is Schwartz, the rookie Anthony Schwartz. I, I think yeah. I'm getting his name right. Uh, he's a little bit banged up, but he should see an expanded role. Uh, but but that. Cleveland Browns passing attack. I, I, I don't trust it. Uh, Austin Hooper maybe can be in some lineups, but they should be running the ball a lot with Nick Chubb and Kareem mm -hmm. Hunt. And Kareem Hunt more than ever this week with all the injuries to pass catchers, he could be a little bit more uh, busy as a pass catcher himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe the two tight ends are getting some action. Joe Koo and uh, Hooper. Yeah, who knows yeah. if they're getting targets too. Um, do you have any guys that you're eyeing up as uh, some sleepers at running back or wide receiver this week? Uh, the big value play, he's not a sleeper, but because mm -hmm. of his slow start to the year, we talked a little, about, a little bit about the Rams, and Robert Woods is only 5700 at DraftKings right now. Normally, he's one of the higher price guys, but because Cooper Cup is on a tear and Robert Woods isn't exactly getting a ton of targets, mm -hmm. uh, he's becoming a value. And again, I love the matchup against this Tampa Bay secondary. This is going to be a, a get-right game for Robert Woods uh, because more the, the more owned player in DFS is probably going to be Cooper Cup. Uh, so again, if you're trying to crack a, D a GPP tournament, you know, you kind of want to go for the sleeper value plays who you think could have a big game. Yeah, because that's what I was talking about last week with Cup. He was so low. I mean, I was looking at Fandle, but 6,200 on Fandle was ridiculous. I couldn't believe that last week. Um, so he's been catching a ton of touchdowns these past couple of weeks. I could see uh, Woods getting some action because I saw Cup Sneaking in there, getting some uh, easy wide open looks. I don't know how they left them wide open like that in one of the plays. So, um, Woods definitely looked a little disappointed, like he wasn't getting any touches. Now, the, <laughs> the Rams, they have played Tampa Bay in each of the two past seasons. Obviously, the more important one is last year because that's the closest Bucks team to this one. Uh, Robert Woods went 12 for a buck 30 and one last season. And even two years ago in 2019, 13 for a buck 64. Wow, that's good to know. 
So as far as your Schwartz play right there, he's only worth 3,200 on DraftKings. That's dirt cheap. That yeah. That's a really good spot for a guy. That's a guy I kind of like if I'm stacking a lineup, I could throw him in there for a good bang or bust kind of deal. I like that as well. But the big question that I need to know, I have him on my fantasy team, is Kyle Pitts finally going to do something this week? I mean, Kyle Pitts had a decent week last week. Um, and, and I think the more acclimated he gets, now we're going into week three. He's getting the Giants, and the Giants give up some production at tight ends. Uh, I think this is a week where Kyle Pitts gets into the end zone. But last week, his, his PPR uh, outing wasn't bad. What do you have, about five catches? He had five catches last game. Six targets, not yeah. not bad at all. So, yeah, he, he is on the uptick as far as the points are going. I'm just looking. I know the talent's there with Pitts. Like, he's just a freak. And it's a matter of Matt Ryan getting that ball to him. I know that Ridley had this one out that I saw, and then, like, he threw it out of bounds. And he's like, are you serious? Like, what, what are you doing, Matty Ice? Like, <laughs> I, I think you're getting a little frustrated with him out there. Oh, Matt, I, I think Atlanta made the wrong move getting rid of Julio Jones and not, and not Matt Ryan because they needed to clear cap up. They had mm-hmm. about uh, half of their cap tied up into, I think it was Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and, and one of their interior defensive linemen, I think Grady Jarrett. And they're starting to clear some cap room up. Julio was the first to go. Uh, Matt Ryan should be next. Especially last year when Atlanta, they were sitting, when they picked Kyle Pitts, they could have had one of these young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at uh, Javante Williams. What's his story? Is he someone that we're going to wait on to like uh, put him in your lineups later in the season? Yeah, I love Javante Williams coming mm-hmm. out. They traded up to get him in Denver. Melvin Gordon's in a contract year, so uh, it's only a matter of time before Javante Williams takes over. But in the first two games, Javante is getting the carries. Him and Melvin Gordon are splitting the work. And and last week, I was all in a Javante Williams going against Jacksonville uh, mm-hmm. because in week one, Jacksonville gave up a rushing touchdown to all three Texans running backs, and the Texans are a bad team. I figure, okay, well, Denver's going to control this game. Game. They're going to be running a lot. Both of those running backs, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, didn't really do much. So now I'm, I'm in a spot. They get the New York Jets. Now, this could be a Javante Williams game, but I'm going to pump the brakes and look elsewhere until I see him do it first. Mm-hmm. And with tight ends, would you say, like, do you throw, would you have to throw in Kelsey Waller, one of these guys? Because I don't know how well, I guess Hawkinson's another guy, but it doesn't seem like there's not one of these tight ends are like, really showing up i guess logan thomas i don't know if you got your eye on him um but it just seems like tight ends is very hard to find somebody uh if you want to pay up now compared to travis kelsey who's at 8200 uh hawkinson's a value at 52 but that's still a very high price for a tight end if you want to go uh, a little bit cheaper kyle pitts at 4900 uh we also have gerald everett uh, going against the Minnesota Vikings at 3,000. Uh, he's only had uh, two targets in each of the first two games, but he did score in week one. We know Seattle's still trying to figure out who the number three receiver is. Everett followed uh, Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator from the Rams. So there's a lot of good things happening for Gerald Everett. It's just a matter of when is it going to happen for him. So if you want to go uh, to the value play Everett, otherwise I would either look at uh, Kelsey Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts, and they're all Again, Kelsey at 82 if you want to spend up. Uh, if you want to go a little bit cheaper, uh, TJ Hawkinson at 52 going against Baltimore, then Kyle Pitts at 49, uh, which I think is a pretty good value going up against New York Giants. 
Yeah, I was just scrolling down, messing around, and I'm looking at Clive Edwards Hilaire's at 4,800. This guy's a first and, pick. And he, the... Keep him there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you gotta see he's next to McNichols and Sonny Michelle. Like, you kind of think he's going to have a big game, possibly. I don't know. I, he's a one-dimensional back, and I and Andy mm. Reid was trying to replicate Brian Westbrook. If, if you look at the skill set of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but Brian uh, Westbrook had a uh, was a, as an excellent runner, and I don't think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a very good runner. He's good in open space, good in the passing game, but when you have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, you cannot target Clyde Edwards-Alaire like he's uh, Christian McCaffrey. And we mm. saw it last week against Baltimore when they tried running the ball with Ceh in a crucial late game situation he got mm -hmm. stuffed i mean we're gonna see a lot more darrell williams in that backfield so i wanted to get into the quarterback situation one more time because it's kind of the glamorous position here we got all these big names uh guys are gonna be playing a lot of these big names they're not going to be going down the well with a lot of these names what is the qb that the big name that just stay away from that that we feel like that a lot of guys are going to take that they're going to get burned with this week so somebody that um, you think is going to bust out of the big names. Wow. Yes. Um, I can tell you one that I like off the top of my head first. That's Lamar uh, going up against the Detroit Lions. He should really tear them up. But as far as a quarterback, I'm possibly fading this week. Uh, let me think. You've kind of put me in a spot here. That's all right. You know, I'm trying to avoid something for my, for my room over here when I make a play. <laughs> Ah, oh, wow. Probably There's not really. We won't hold you to this one. That's all right. We won't hold you to it. <laughs> I, I can throw something out there. Uh, I want to be I mean, smart. Yeah, you can, you have can a good look game. at one of the wide receivers where you know a team's going to win big and they're not going to be throwing someone. That's a good point as well. Like the team established with more of the run game. Mm-hmm. I just don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I might shy away from Ryan Tannehill this week. Okay. And Tannehill hasn't been impressive. And yeah, he's not a high price player, but, you know, he's kind of up there because of the weapons and the quarterback. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I need to see him do it first. He's getting the Colts this week. And, uh, you know, this is a desperation spot for the Indianapolis Colts. And I think they're going to show up to play. So Tannehill is somebody I need to see him do it first. And he's been excellent since he's taken over for Marcus Mariota. But in the first two games, something seems off. And I think a big part of it is losing Arthur Smith. The uh, so, offensive coordinator. So I was talking with the Colts and everything. So it, you think Jonathan Taylor is going to be like one of the highest zone guys this week as far as the running back position goes? He should be, but I think people might be scared off because he's off to a slow start. He's still getting the workload, but if you look at all the factors, the offensive line's getting healthier. Uh, Carson Wentz, even if he is playing, he sprained both of his ankles last week, just shed <laughs> his walking boot, I believe, today. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was in a boot. He was in a boot. No, I know. It sounded like he's like a snake and he's like oh. shedding skin over there. I loved it. I love the analogy, though. I can't get enough of it, though. So, but, we'll uh, see. you know, they, whether it's Wentz or Jacob Eason, there should be a ton of Jonathan Taylor this week going up, going up against the Tennessee Titans, who do they do give up some production of running backs. Mm -hmm. So before you go, uh, we you know how we always do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, who we got to have in our lineup this week. 
Uh, who do we have to have? Let's start with, uh, and I'm going to give you all different price points. Kirk Cousins at 6,300. Oh, this right. Vikings defense, uh, people thought that they would get a little bit better. They were atrocious last year. They also look bad again. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Mike Zimmer. I don't know if it's injuries or, or what, but it does not look good for that Vikings defense. They get the Seattle Seahawks. This is one of the highest uh, point totals on the slate at 55 and a half right now. Uh, so Kirk Cousins should be throwing. Uh, a ton uh, at the running back position. Uh, let's stay in that game with Dalvin Cook. And, you know, if we want to stack Cousins and Cook, I think that's out- outstanding going up against Seattle. And what happened with Seattle last week? Derek Henry ran the ball all over them. I believe Henry had like 30 plus or 40 uh, fantasy points off the top of my head. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Dalvin Cook is that caliber of a rusher he can beat you uh, in between the tackles to the outside and as a receiver out of the backfield I, I i love the over in that game there's going to be a ton of points uh so stack cousins uh and dalvin cook um let's at tight end uh, i'm gonna stick with kyle pitts at 4900 i have right. a feeling this is a kyle pitts game uh week one he was disappointing last week he had a little bit of a higher ppr floor gets getting the giants this week this might be the game where he puts it all together uh and then at wide receiver at 6400 we talked about him earlier i'm putting sterling shepherd in all of my lineups the target leader right now in new york with for the new york giants first two games 16 catches 270 207 yards uh, and a touchdown so and, and it's the highest receiving yard total over a two-game span uh in sterling shepherd's career all right beautiful man i appreciate it. anthony where can they find you uh, you can follow me on twitter at the real nfl guru and uh, at my show at ffaceoff.com well thank you anthony as always i love the tidbit about kirk cousins i he was off my radar i really like that sounds really sharp and I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. No problem, guys. Good luck this week. Thank Great you. Stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love that Kirk Cousins play because, like, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about him. And I don't think he's going to be played a whole lot. And, you know, he's going to be down. And he's going to have to get a lot of yards and a lot of points and everything. That's a really good play. I'm definitely going to play Cousins, I think. Yeah, that's what I've been saying about those guys. That They're turning into, like, a pass-happy team. Now, because he didn't have Thielen last year, so now he's got Jefferson and Thielen. He's going to... They're just going to be passing the ball a lot more, I feel. I don't know. Because the defense, I don't know. I feel like they're not as stingy as they were, so I think they get into the pass game a lot more now. So, No, I totally agree. I think I think we're right there with it. But, uh, Lay, without further ado, we're off the DFS train. Let's get right onto the NFL board. We have been hot in the NFL. Oh, crushing yeah. it. It's been awesome. If you guys aren't on the Discord, I don't know what you're doing. You know, go on my page, go on Russ's page. Get the free month. Get try it out for yourself. I'm five zero and one. It's been running really hot, but you know what? Hey, try it free of charge. If not, you know, then you're out of the loop because the plays come out later. But let's get into Thursday night, Russ. Uh, we got we got a weird matchup. Not gonna lie, Panthers Texans uh, eight and a half. I think it might be, even be around eight right now. Um, yeah, Texans knows, eight, yeah. and the over under is at forty three and a half. Russ, what are we doing here? Yeah, this thing will probably close at eight, eight and a half, something like that, because I don't see many people taking the Texans here. Um, I got the Panthers here. Texans, they're one of the worst teams in NFL. Uh, Now Tyrod Taylor's out of the game, who's actually been uh, impressing me. He's been playing well. I guess uh, he's he's used to this new NFL where it's uh, very easy to scramble and uh, get points because these Mm -hmm. illegal contact penalties. So uh, it's a quarterback league now. So it's very easy for uh, teams to score points. 
Um, but the Texans, they've been putting up a lot of points lately. I just feel like this is a game. They're facing a stingy, improved Panthers defense that's actually number one in sacks. Uh, they got 10 in the first two games. So I think that it's going to be consistent pressure on the Texans here. They got a backup quarterback coming in. Um, I got a 24-13 type of score. Um, give me the Panthers here. Uh, I'm on the opposite end. Uh, I'm taking Texans with the points. Uh, I really like what, um, you know, as far as like a new quarterback coming in on Thursdays, my boy David Behrman, I got to shoot him out from ESPN. He brought up a really good stat for Thursday night over here. And it was, oh man, I even lost it right here. But it was talking about the first starts, first official starts for Thursday night football games. They cover a lot of times. They win outright. I don't think the Texans are going to personally win outright. I just think it's too many points. I think the Panthers just looked so good last week, and then they're kind of just hanging with the Jets the week before. I just think you're you're buying too high on the Panthers at this point. And, and I do like the over as well, over 43.5. Like you said, the Texans defense does give up a lot of points. But I think Mills puts up some points as well. I think they lose 20 to 26. I think that I think it's close to a touchdown game. But uh, I think it goes over, uh, but I still think they cover eight and a half. I think Mills does get a couple touchdowns. I think he gets two touchdowns. We'll see what happens. Cooks has been pretty awesome for him as well. He's been kind of the anchor for them on the wide receiver side. So give me the Texans plus eight and a half, and I like the over 43 and a half. I think, I think it's too low. I think, I think Texas defense isn't that good enough to uh, allow that to go under. Wow, bashing the Panthers over there. Okay. Well, you know, I'm 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 new week, new everything. You know me. Last week I was all about the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They were my favorite play by wow. far. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved them. But you know what? I don't Jumping you know, off that I don't wagon. keep marriages long with these teams, you know. Like I'm on to a new week, Russ. You know, like well, well, I'm gonna get the new fresh uh, fresh girl over here. And it's it's no, the uh, Houston Texans. So we're going to get into the Bengals at the Steelers, minus three. The over-under is 43 and a half for us. Where are we going? Did you say it's at minus three now? Uh, Steelers is at minus three. Let me just double wow. check. No, right. I know. The, the line's update, and uh, but yeah. I had they were at four, so the line's dropping. Yeah, so it's dropped a little bit. We're at minus three now, yep. 43 and a half. Yep, jump on this uh, line early then. Yep, I like the Bengals. It's probably because of all the Steelers injuries I was going to know. We got... T.J. Watt got hurt during the game. Joe Hayden's questionable. Devin Bush is questionable. Three key guys on defense. Uh, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, got hurt right at the end of the mm-hmm. game. He's questionable. Yeah, yeah, and this team is just – they've been a team I've been fading all season. So this is a good mm-hmm. spot, division game. Bengals actually played absolutely terrible and still somehow only lost by three points last week. Um, Big Ben, he's just throwing conservative uh, conservative passes, short passes the whole time. So the Bengals defense should be able to hold the Steelers here. Steelers just can't score enough points. So I see like a 21-20 type of game. Uh, give me the Bengals. Yeah, and I'm right there with you. I like the Bengals with the points. I like Burrow. I think you can keep them in this game. Maybe even win this game outright. You talked about them all year. You weren't big on the Steelers. They had that great win against the, the great win against the Bills and and also, the Steelers are owned four against the spread in their last four games as a home favorite. They haven't been playing well as a home favorite. And we were already down on the Steelers already, and they're kind of at their highest point. We don't want to buy them at high t- high point. We're going to sell them high, and no problem. We'll get the points to the Bengals. I think they're a live dog. I think they can win outright. 
Um, Jamar Chase has been great, and I like Mixon as well. I think I think they're giving a little bit of problems on defense, even though the defensive line has been pretty solid. Uh, that's been their bread and butter for the most part. But like you said, injuries have been caught up to the Steelers, and that you know that pointless play they had at the end, he got hurt as well. So uh, give me, I'm right there with you. Bengals uh, plus three all day. Nice. Uh, the next game we're going to get into is the Cardinals at the Jaguars. Jaguars are getting seven and a half points. The over-under is 51 and a half for us. Uh, yeah, I got, I'm going to go with the over in this game. Um, Cardinals, this is, seems like a big number to me, which I don't trust the Cardinals on the road given points since these first two games, they're not playing any defense at all. Um, so I think the Cardinals should be able to get in the 30s easily with Kyler. Uh, but I think this is just a great spot where the Jaguars are going to get a bunch of garbage points, kind of like uh, Goff in week one. I think they're going to be down, but they can easily just put some points up. So I got a 34-26 type of game. Um, I'm more on the over here. All right, 34-26. Okay. Well, uh, it's at 7.5, so we're right around that spot right there. Uh, I like the Cardinals. I think they're going to roll them, honestly, here. I think this is a great spot for them. I actually like the under 51.5. Uh, I don't think the Jags will score enough points. I think, like you said, the Cardinals are going to be in that 30, you know, 30 some range over there, but I think you're going to get a lot of running the ball. And I, I don't know. I think, I think the fact that Lawrence is going to be in a shootout with Murray, I think it's going to be a lot of turnovers. I think he's going to force a lot of plays. And I think a lot of bad plays he's going to force, which will give more plays back to the Cardinals. And if they're up a lot, then they're just going to take it easy and run that ball and everything. Uh, the under is 6-0 and when the Cardinals, in their last six games, as a road favorite. So we always know them as being a high-scoring offensive team, but – uh, as being a road favorite, they've been an under machine. So I'll be more than happy to take that under. But I honestly really like the Cardinals to cover this game. Nice. Uh, the next game, Ravens at Lions. The current line is Ra- uh, Lions plus nine. The over-under is 49 and a half. Yeah, I got the Ravens here. I just I can't back the one of the worst teams. Uh, the Lions, they're coming off two straight games uh, where they were down literally 17 points or more. Um, with the final two minutes of the game, two straight games. So they're facing another top-tier team. It's just been rough. These guys are getting beat up playing uh, top-caliber teams these past couple weeks as well. So this could be a game where they just give up and get worn out, um, as they also did just play a night game, too, against the Packers. Um, Ravens, they're coming off that big win, but I feel like they can easily just put up 30-some points in this game. Um, So I feel like it'll be a 30-17 type of game. The Ravens' defense hasn't been playing well, so I feel like this is a get-right kind of game for the defense to play better. Um, so give me the Ravens, 30-17. I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, I'm right there with you with the Ravens. I think the most important thing when it comes to the Ravens is they're 4-0 against the spread versus a team with a losing record. They beat up on these bad teams mm-hmm. constantly. Uh, we know they're coming off a very emotional win, but I don't think that's a big deal because Lamar Jackson's been in the playoffs. Like He's not just a new, fresh-faced guy. Like He's been there a little bit for the most part, so I think this can be business as usual. And we saw the Packers. They pretty much were doing what they wanted with the run game. The box score really doesn't show it, but when I was watching that game, uh, Aaron Jones was getting yards, and whether he got stuffed at some points and stuff, the offense still clicked and everything, and I think the play-action game with Andrews is going to be really good as well. And I think the most important thing about that game with the Lions and the Packers is that 
The Lions actually led the game in yards in that game. They had more yards than the Packers, and they lost by 18. Mm-hmm. That says a lot. I mean, that's a bad team. And I think the line and I think the Ravens can take advantage of that run game. And I think they they route them. It's gonna be a double digit victory. I'm right there with you, Russ. Yeah, yeah. The line's one of their top corners. He's got a very long name. I'm not gonna pronounce it. Um, but he definitely got he got hurt in that game, uh, which affected them. And the team just looks slow on defense. So if they couldn't stop Aaron Jones just out in the flat, they're not going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson getting around the corner and the edge. He should do whatever he wants in that game. So, yeah, definitely take the Ravens in that one. All right. Uh, the next game we're going to, the Washington football team. I finally got it right. It took me about like a wow. couple years. But Washington <laughs> football team at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are laying eight points. The over-under is at 46. Actually, now – oh, I apologize. It's been updated. It's now seven and a half Bills. The under over under is at 45 and a half for us. What are we doing here? Nice. You must have got that right this week. You only had one beer instead of five beers this week. No, I had a few more on top of that, man. It's still a long week, but I'm officially locked. Hey, I can have as many beers as I want, man. I, I was crushed it last week, so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. I got Washington. <laughs> I got Washington plus seven and a half here. Um, Buffalo last week, they won a blowout 35 to nothing. Um, that was the one game I was all over all the games, but I was on the Dolphins. Um, that game was actually not as bad as it looked. I mean, Tua got knocked out. Um, the Buffalo's offense just hasn't looked the same last year. They could do whatever they want, but I think teams are starting to figure out that offense. Josh Allen, uh, 270 passing yards in week one. And then last week, 179 passing yards. So not the MVP type of season uh, this year. Washington's defense, I mean, I don't think they're as stout as everyone thought they were this year, but I still think they're good enough to play good enough defense in this game against Buffalo. Um, So I could see kind of low scoring, uh, 24-17 type of game. I think Buffalo wins, Mm -hmm. but uh, Washington can keep this close. Yeah, I totally agree with you here. I really like Washington here a lot. Their defense has been, you know, what's driven them this entire year. The defensive line's been awesome. Four sacks last week. Heineke actually had a solid day, uh, thrown for 336 yards, two TDs. Uh, You know, we were on the Giants all day for that game last week, but I'm more than happy to take Washington. Even though I haven't, I'm not a real big believer in Washington, I think this is the perfect spot for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Buffalo, they're kind of, you know, they were supposed to do really well week one. They lost the Steelers outright. They had to make their statement game. They did against the Dolphins. Now they're kind of high and mighty again. I'm more than happy for them to, you know, come play Washington. You know, not a big deal. Getting eight, seven and a half points, no problem. Uh, Washington, they're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games, following a straight-up win. So they gained good momentum, especially with uh, Rivera. After winning a game outright, he can build that team. Get them going. I like Washington with the points here, and I, I like the under as well. I think it's me. if Washington's going to cover this game, it's got to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's going to mm-hmm. be because I think that's how Ron Rivera wants it, and that's how he's going to dictate the game. So give me Washington plus the points and the under. Yeah, it's very true. If Buffalo hits 30, you're, you're not, we're not counting on uh, Washington no. to hit here. So, But they're on – I just don't see Buffalo. They haven't been doing much. It definitely looks like it'll be a low-scoring game. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel as well. Now we got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. The line is currently at, let's see here. Six and a half, maybe. Uh, We were at six and a half. Okay, six and a half. The over-under is at 55. So it's dropped down half a point. So six and a half 
over under 55 russ where are we going i got the chargers here they they had a disappointing game last week they only put up 17 points against the cowboys who have an average defense um i just feel like the chargers will get right back on offense and this should just be a shootout um i got a stat for you. the chiefs um they're actually one and 11 their last 12 games against Whoa. the spread yeah so everyone just sees that it's the chiefs you're scared to pick against them but they're just not playing defense at all. I feel like the defense got worse this year from last year because they upgraded the offensive line, but the defense is just getting worse. Um, so definitely like the Chargers here. Um, like I said, they scored 17 last week, and they only scored 20 the week before that. So they're averaging, what, like 18 and a half points per game. Um, this offense is much better than that. This is a game where they're going to put up big points. Um, this is the similar feel to when the Chiefs played these past two games, just shootouts in the 30s so give me the chargers 30 27 uh the chargers probably lose a close one but get the cover here so what was that 111 stat again i need to hear that one more time yeah 111 against the spread this is including the playoffs and that one against the spread win was actually in the playoffs against buffalo so um would have to look back regular season wise it's not looking good I think I think that's very alarming for the betters in general because yeah. Kansas City is always kind of the sexy team to bet because Mahomes oh, yeah. loves to sling it and no one cares about defense. They just love the offense and let it be. Yeah. Um, the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Herbert Herbert's been on fire with the passing yards, but the the points really mm. haven't been there. Uh, I think that gets fixed finally. I think we're finally going to get those points with the Chargers. Chiefs came off an emotional loss. Uh, they've been all over the place. The defense has not helped at all. I'm with you, Russ. I like the Chargers plus six and a half. I love the over. The Chargers are three one and one against the spread in their last five meetings against Kansas City. I think this is a good spot for the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be if it's gonna be high scoring, we're covering this game. That's what it really comes down to. I think mm. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be like a four point game, give or take, back and forth action. It's gonna be an awesome game to watch, but. I think Herbert's going to really light these guys up and mm -hmm. he's going to go for 300 again. And I think he's going to get a couple more touchdowns than we think this, this might be a good little spot to like kind of play him for fantasy because maybe you're not thinking about him as much against KC, but mm -hmm. I mean, I really, if you want to play a player prop, I think the over 300 is going to be a lock. I have no problem with that. Um, yeah. Give me the Los Angeles Superchargers, six and a half, and I'll take that over at the same time. No, yeah. and I just remember that last year. I remember when the season started, I was like, the Chiefs, they, uh, they're winning about 60%, 70% of their games against the spread because the odds makers know what they're doing, man. They know yeah. streaks always end, and now you see that they're 1-11 against the spread. So that's why I always tell people, can't always just ride their streaks. Everything turns right back around again. No, absolutely. And we I've talked about it. You've talked about it. The lines are the lines for the reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, these yeah. casinos don't get built on giving money away. So that's mm -hmm. like the number one thing. Uh, I feel like college in general, uh, I'm able to find really good spots with these lines because they look extra fishy. And it feels a little bit tougher because you get a lot of, you know, sharp and square money that kind of evens out for the most part. So you might be able to find a couple spots with some numbers. But uh, Kansas City is coming back to reality, and it's flipping around. Like you said, they were mm -hmm. they were covering a lot. Now they're not covering a lot, so we're about at that fifty point percent spot over there. But I just the defense has sucked, and yeah. they, they can't do anything on defense. Catch on, they're a little scared to leave them at minus seven now, minus seven and a half now with these Chiefs. I mean, mm -hmm. people do those teasers taking the Chiefs at home. Yeah, they might um, lose outright. Yeah. 
and they're just putting them at six and a half. So that shows you how much confidence the odds makers aren't worried about the Chiefs right now. Yeah, that's a scary teaser. I would not mm-hmm. tease the Chiefs right there because mm-hmm. Chargers are more than a live dog. I don't care if they're going to Arrowhead. I don't care where they're going. That that with that uh, team with Kansas City, they have more than a chance to win that game. And that would be a really scary teaser right there. Yeah. So the next game I want to get into. A game that I actually kind of liked, but it's kind of going haywire for me for the most part. Mm-hmm. Colt at Titans. Titans are at five and a half. The over-under is 48, Russ. What are we doing? Uh, the Colts are a mess. I mean, they just keep getting hit with injuries. It must be contagious when Carson Wentz comes to your team. Um, I mean, this is the only guy on earth I think that's ever had two sprained ankles at one time. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's had that before. Yeah, I, I never heard of that in my life. <laughs> so this seems like a Titans team that isn't playing defense, but this will be a spot where everyone's been seeing that they haven't been playing defense. I think the last uh, couple games that they played last year, uh, the games all went over, went over 51 points. This over-under is lower. It's at 48 and a half. So that's telling me. This is definitely a Titans line to kind of just blow them out in this game. Um, so I think this is, I think they win by double digits. I mean, Easton will get possibly 17 points, but I see like a 27-17 type of game. The Titans control this more defensively and run run the ball in this game. Yeah, they want to get back to the bread and butter running the game. Honestly, mm-hmm. though, before this whole Wentz issue came out, mm-hmm. I loved the five and a half of the Colts. Not going to yeah. lie. Uh, I'm shocked Tennessee won that game being horribly coached, got completely bailed out by De- Derrick Henry, Tractor Cito, completely bailed out, and they won that game outright. I was I was just happy they were in that game. Once it went to overtime, I knew it was locked up because we had the six and a half and you know the new rules with the extra point and everything. It was an automatic winner, so it was just yeah. icing on the cake afterwards. But now with this injury with Wentz, with both of his ankles being banged up and this and that, who knows if it's that bad. He might not even play when you're getting a backup. I mean, I think he's probably going to play. I think he's just bitching and complaining just to bitch and complain because that's what Carson Wentz does. But uh, now I have to go with Titans minus five and a half. And I like the under, under 48. I think I think they're going to really slow things down. I don't think they're going to be able to do a whole lot on uh, offense for the most part. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to get pretty much the workload, but I think they're going to prepare for that. I think I think Vrabel is going to prepare for that. So I really like the under this play. Uh, the spread in general, I'm not crazy about, but gun to my head, I'm taking the Titans minus five and a half now because the Wentz situation is just a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Colts have been known for their defense last year, and the defense just doesn't look the same to me. So I think that's an issue, too, for the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to the next game. We got the uh, Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns minus seven. The over-under is 45 and a half now. Yeah, this is a game where I'm taking the under. I just look at the spread. I mean, looking at this team, I like the Browns to be better this year, the Bears to be worse. So I'm just I'm not going to force myself to take the Bears in this game. If I were to side what a side, it would be the Bears. But mm-hmm. I'm sticking with the under here. Um, I, the Browns, I see both teams just running the ball. Uh, we don't have any wide receivers here. Landry's out now. Noel Del, Odell Beckham still. Uh, Baker in this past couple of years, he has struggled against good defenses. So I just feel like they're going to be running the ball. He's not going to, Baker's not going to be doing whatever he wants. He's going to be doing a lot of dump offs to the tight ends. Um, so it just seems like an ugly game to me here. And the bears, uh, the last two games, 14 points, the first game of the season. And last week they scored 20 points, but 
they did get a pick six in that game. So the mm-hmm. offense really only scored 13 points. So I just, I think this is a very great underplay here. Uh, give me the under, uh, what is it? 46 and a half. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. I like the under as well. Uh, I'm not completely sold on the Browns. As you know, I've talked about them before with you in the past. I think the Browns got lucky with mm-hmm. a lot of their actual, you know, scheduling last year that got them to the playoffs. The defense is supposed to be pretty good, so I like that under as well. Uh, a stat that I saw is uh, the Browns are 1-5 against the spread in their last six home games. We remember they played the Texans. Uh, they didn't cover that game, and that was the Texans. And they mm-hmm. had a backup quarterback come in there, and the Texans actually had a shot of winning that game. So I'm not really big on the Browns like I mm-hmm. have been all year because I think they're kind of a paperweight champion for the most part. But uh, I think if you're getting over a touchdown with the Bears, I think Justin Fields is probably going to play. I mean, Andy Dalton's banged up. Uh, you might get, think, yeah. to get a nice it, – it's kind of like when we were watching Cam Newton back uh, back in the day when he was a rookie, um, he would get those backdoor covers left and right with his legs and just trying hard at the end of the game. And I think mm-hmm. Fields is more than capable of getting a backdoor cover. And the Browns can't really blow anybody out. So mm-hmm. – I I'm kind of bullish on the Bears. I'm not gonna lie. If I can get over, I know. Yeah, I'm all I'm, I'm all just, over it. But the under, I think, not, is the yeah, right thing. Did not look good last week though. So that's don't insult Cam Newton like that. All right. Uh, I can insult him a little bit. He kind of stinks now. But, <laughs> but yeah, that one good year. All those preseason people going nuts because he threw that touchdown pass. Uh, <laughs> going for six for thirteen. I saw he had a fumble. He threw an interception. He had some right, right. ugly looking plays and. I've been seeing uh, Rex Ryan was bashing the Browns' defense. So the, I think these guys saw that these past couple of weeks. The Browns have improved their defense, mm-hmm. and they looked bad these past couple of weeks. I just feel like this is a great spot to take advantage of this rookie quarterback, and they start getting some turnovers. And I just feel like it could be an ugly, something crazy is going to happen. It could just be low scoring the whole game, and somebody wins 17-7, to 7, you know, something really ugly like mm-hmm. that. All right, my buddy Mitch is checking in. Nice. He, he, wants to know, he wants to know a real question over here. What's your guys' absolute favorite bet for the week for the NFL? <laughs> Mitch, come on. You know I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but maybe you can give, you give him one of your plays. Give him one of your plays, maybe. Because, I mean, he's yeah, a great yeah. listener. He's a great guy. Give him, give him one play that you I, do like. Yeah, it is still early in the week for me to go huge because we have been talking yeah. about some games. and we got a lot of research to do, but we got we last, get yeah, the problem. Here. The problem is last week uh, or this past week, there's just been so many injuries going on. Like you said, you like the Colts, and then we jumped off of it. There's yeah, we had to. Yeah. yeah, I actually – we haven't gotten into the game with the Dolphins yet, but I was actually going to go big on the Dolphins again this week, but uh, – with the backup, I got to make sure two is playing. So that's something where I got to wait for. So I'll throw yeah, a little teaser out there. If two does play, that's probably going to be one of my big ones. Uh, but I'll get into that. Stay tuned, Mitch. I'll get into that game coming up soon. All right, Mitch. I'll give you a play. I'll there give you, you a play go. out there here for the people because Russ, your balls to me. There you go. Russ, Russ is uh, <laughs> Russ is uh, dodging a little bit here, but that's okay. That's fine. That's all right. I get it. I get it. no problem. So I I got the play here. All right. So I'm looking right here. Uh, the line's actually dropping, but I'll tell you what, I they might have a shot. Maybe give me the Washington football team. I was gonna they're say, at, yeah, that was the they're at seven and a half right now. Mm-hmm. They were high as nine, give or take, mm-hmm. but I think they're still gonna get a lot of love from the betting public. I grab that. I would, yeah, I would wait. I would mm-hmm. wait with the Washington football team because it's currently at seven and a half. I don't think it goes any lower than seven. If it goes lower than seven, mm-hmm. I would just take the 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 Washington money line at that point, because maybe there's something really going on. We don't know about, 
But uh, the Washington football team, that's the team I'm looking at right now. I think it's going to go up. I think you're going to get more value with the points. As long as you're getting like eight points or so, I think it's going to be a defensive game. Uh, that That's the team I'm looking at, Mitch. Uh, that's where we're going. The Washington football team. This is a rarity. This is this week. I'm probably not going to play him the rest of the year, but this is the play I like. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so yeah. let's get to the rest of the games in general over here. So we went – so we went over to the uh, Bears-Browns, which I think is a pretty interesting game, honestly. Um, the Saints at the Patriots. So the line has officially dropped down to two and a half, and uh, the over-under is at 42 and a half for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a game. I wish these guys were minus three. I mean, people love taking what looks as value, but I'm not that type of guy. Just I feel like it's a little fishy, fishy to me that Patriots are only minus two and a half since – um, I was just going to talk about how the Saints just have a ton of injuries. Marcus Davenport, he's out. Quan Alexander, the linebacker, he's out. Marcus Lanamore, he had the surgery, minor thumb surgery last week. He might be back, but he's their best corner. You need him 100%. Winston, he still hasn't passed for over 200 yards. I just don't know how you can take the Saints in this game. I mean, I feel like this is Patriots play or no play at all. So I, I like the Patriots here. Yeah, so I'm on the Patriots with you. Uh, the over/under is at 42 and a half. I think that's too low. I think mm-hmm. there's gonna be point, some points, plenty scored right there. I think you're getting a little overreaction from the Saints not doing anything for the most part. Um, it was kind of a weird game with that Green Bay game with the Saints, where he threw for 150 yards and threw for like a thousand TDs. Wins, <laughs> Jameis Winston. So it's kind of like. I, 41 and a half is way too low for this game. I, mm-hmm. I I cannot never take this game. Uh, the, the Saints could get a good game plan to get some sort of points here. So give me the Patriots minus the two and a half. I'm not going to overthink it like you. I'm in the mm-hmm. same boat with you. But give me that over 41 and a half. Yeah, the over 41 and yeah. a half is pretty solid. Belichick always takes away the best weapon. So if he shuts down Kamara, I just feel like Winston might have more pressure on him to just throw interceptions mm-hmm. again. The wide receivers are just below average. No one's solid at wide receiver for that team. So um, that's probably why the number is so low here uh, for the over-under. Yeah. So the next game we're going to is the Falcons at the Giants. Uh, We have a – let me look at the official line. Uh, Minus three Giants. The over-under is at 47.5 for us. Where are we going? Yeah, I'm taking the Giants here. I was actually back and forth. I was thinking Falcons earlier uh, in the week, but – until I, I just can't trust the Falcons until they do something, then I'll trust mm-hmm. them again, but I just can't touch them. But Daniel Jones, he's actually been playing well these past couple of weeks and they're against yeah, yeah, good defenses. You're playing the Broncos and Washington. So now you're facing the Falcons who might be one of the worst defenses he'll face all season. Um, so I see him playing well and Saquon, I think I saw he was 84% of the snaps last week. I just feel like this is going to be that hidden gem week where, He's just going to get some carries and get a couple touchdowns actually in this game. So I think the the Giants are going to score points easily. I can see them putting up 27 here, which they usually struggle to score points. I mean, I was surprised last week how much they put up. Um, well, they did get a pick six right in that game too. So um, I like the Giants here, 27 to 20. Um, okay. If you yeah, I if you like the if anyone is taking the Falcons. I would parlay it, Falcons in the over, because I think I know the Giants are going to get their points, but it all depends how the Falcons <laughs> play. Um, if the Falcons could make this 27-26 and be an over type of game. So 
If you like the Falcons, take the over. If you like the Giants, I would take the under in this one. Russ, are you reading my uh, notes here? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking too much. That's why I think I. Yeah, you're you're really breaking down this game beautifully, and I and I love it absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I'm on the Falcons plus three. I'm kind of weary about it because, like you said, they have a lot to prove. I think Kyle Pitts does have that big game. I think he's going to mm-hmm. really go off this game. I actually love the over 47 and a half here. Um, I think there's definitely going to be points made, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be beneficial to the Falcons to cover that game. The road team is 9-3 against the spread in their last 12 meetings. I mean, that's kind of like a big spectrum, but Matty Ice has played for a very long time. So mm-hmm. he has seen the Giants multiple upon multiple times. So he has been around the league forever. So he's had some really good success covering against this Giants team on the road. So give me the Falcons plus three, but I really honestly do love the over 47.5. I think points will be scored. I think the Falcons defense stinks. Uh, but I think Kyle Pitts is going to get his as well. I absolutely love this over. Yeah, that's why I think I might actually switch this because I think I might have put this pick in a couple of days on my yes. notes. But I think, yeah, I think oh, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good on this over more because I think oh, this Falcons, over is money, yeah. Russ. We're yeah, going to cash in on this. And the yeah. fine people that are watching this right now on Tackle yeah. Board are listening right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this will probably be a play of mine. And, but you're yeah. getting it for free right here. We're talking about right now. How beautiful exactly. is that? Yeah, exactly. That's why I knew both of these two and a halves looked fishy. The Patriots going to two and a half, but there's always that one game. They put those two same lines up, and one mm-hmm. of those dogs are going to hit out of those games. So I think it might be the Falcons here with a high-scoring game. Yeah, Exactly, and that's a good point. We talked about that. We've talked about this a bunch mm-hmm. of times. We always talked about the same lines for mm-hmm. game, you know, different games at the same time slot. Mm-hmm. Typically, they don't both hit. Whether no. it's the dog or the favorite, so we're both bullish on the Patriots here. And then, I mean, like I like the Falcons, but that's not necessarily a lock. But I, mm-hmm. I love the over. But if it's gonna be an over game, I think the Falcons are gonna cover the game. So uh, I really like that as well. So the next game we're gonna get into is the Dolphins at the Raiders. Raiders are at minus three and a half, and the over under is forty five. Mm-hmm. I like the Dolphins here. I mean, I don't know who the quarterback is, but. This is one of these situations where I kind of just tell everyone, um, this is a little tidbit I love to do here. So you got a Raiders team. They just had two wins. They beat the Ravens, who were, they had a bunch of injuries in week one. So that's why Vegas put up so much uh, points in that game. And that was such a big game, first game on Monday Night Football. Second week, uh, they played uh, the Steelers last week. The Steelers had a great spot there, and somehow the Raiders, the Raiders didn't even play well. It was just an ugly game where the Raiders ended up hitting a, a deep pass, the rugs late in the game um, that sealed the victory for that game. So the Dolphins have a great secondary. So the Raiders, that's basically their weakness. So they're not going to be able to take advantage of the Dolphins in this spot here. So I just feel like the Dolphins match up perfectly. But like I was saying, I forgot to say, so the Raiders, they won those first two games. I look at power, the power rankings like on ESPN they jump like I have the Raiders down at like 15 to 20. I, that's where I'm keeping them for this season. I know how good this team is. Mm-hmm. So now you see that their stock, the market's taking them. They got them all the way up. Some people have them in their power ratings at 10. Some have them at 11. These guys are just their market. They're just everyone's uh, on the Raiders right now, which is not a smart thing. And some people I've been uh, seeing other people talking about, uh, oh, Raiders. Well, they're only three and a half minus four. Why are they so low? these guys played week one 
we wouldn't be saying that. But mm -hmm. since you saw them beat a couple teams, now you're going to exactly. get all crazy just because they mm -hmm. won some games. No matter what, I like the Dolphins here in this spot. They're getting points, and I honestly think the Dolphins are a better team than the Raiders, uh, who don't even have, the Raiders don't even have a running game right now. So uh, give me the Dolphins here. Yeah, Jacobs is banged up. He's questionable, mm -hmm. so that's also something you have to consider as well. Uh, the side, I'm kind of iffy about left and right, but I mm -hmm. like the fact you're taking a team that is as low as possible, stock as possible, mm -hmm. and then a team that is so high right now yeah. that the public's just going to gravitate to. And yeah. now that Tua's out, well, we got to see what the real Tua situation is for the most part, but I actually like the under in this game. I think the under mm -hmm. is going to be real solid here. Um I think it's going to be a grinded out kind of game, and I think that works it out better for the Dolphins here. So uh, I'm all about the under here. So I get where you're coming with the Dolphins, but the game I'm not touching the spread for the most part because I don't know if I can trust the Dolphins too much either. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, just, yeah I'm just noticing that these guys actually played last season. Uh, just looking it up now. Two actually yeah. did pretty well. He was 17 for 22, had a touchdown, played pretty conservative, but hit a high percentage. So um that game actually went over there was 51 points in that game so uh the over under is a lot lower so it definitely looks good for your uh, under type of game there yeah i think it's gonna be an ugly game i think the under 45 or whatever it is right now I i'm all over that so i have no problem with that now a game i'm seeing some line movement right now um the uh new york football jets at the broncos it is down to 10 right now and mm. the over under is at 42 russ where are we going I still like the Broncos here. I've been on the Broncos all season because I knew, I remember I talked about coach of the year because I knew these guys were just going to take advantage of this easy schedule. Look at them. They're in week three now and they're favored by 11, 10 points. That's insane. I'm yeah, sorry, that's exactly. Really so he's, yeah, he's um, Vic Fangio still sitting at, I saw he's still sitting at <laughs> 25 to one. It's freaking nuts. He's got, these guys have one of the easiest schedules, all their road <laughs> games that they're playing, they're playing uh... cupcakes like the Jets. So this is a game very low over under. You just can't trust Zach Wilson here. Um, and I was actually pissed I didn't take Zach Wilson. I knew he was going to have the most interceptions this year. He's just, he's like Phillip Rivers. He's cocky. He's just throwing yeah. the ball forever. Exactly. So I see an ugly game. I think the Broncos play are just going to play better defense, a uh, 24 to 10 type of game. And that, mm -hmm. that line probably dropped because uh, they just announced that Chubb got hurt, but Chubb is always hurt. I, I never see this guy ever play, so uh, mm. not a big difference. The Broncos played good defense when they were hurt last year. They're still going to play good defense here, so I still like the Broncos. So I think you might have talked me into something. So when I when I see a low over-under and a high spread, I think of one game in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how many years ago it was. Maybe it's like four or five years ago. I'm going back into the cellar over here. But the Eagles played the Browns at home, and the over-under was like 40, and the spread was like 14. Mm -hmm. And like the Browns just did not – they covered the game, and the game went under. I think this is a complete under game. Mm -hmm. um, and now that you brought that up as well, I'm starting to think Denver will cover this game, but I really do like the under here. So I'm rolling with that. No, I see. Under is definitely a smart play up there. So the uh, next game I am looking at here is the Bucks at the Rams – the Rams are plus one. Oh, actually, they went up, sorry, plus one and a half, and the over-under is 55. Where are we at, Russ? I actually like the Rams here. I just I feel like they have the early season excitement going on right now with the pickup of Stafford. Everything's just clicking on all cylinders for them. Um, Brady, 
everyone's kind of just seen he's been putting up huge numbers mm -hmm. but he has been playing he's played the falcons and he played the cowboys so yeah. very weak defenses so he's finally now it's going to be i love when put up a ton of points and now he's going to be facing a top 10 defense mm -hmm. and i got one more thing for you the bucks are actually playing at the patriots next week Ooh. so you better believe yeah brady's Look got that game yep so if you're going to be sleeping on this game and you're playing a top 10 defense you're eyeing up the Patriots next week. I'm liking the Rams all day. 28-21 Rams. All right. Well, that's – I mean, like, I don't like the side personally. I love the under, under mm -hmm. 55 and a half. I think it's going to be uh, a harder fault game than people think. Like you said, the public perception is that the Bucks score a lot of points. And you know mm -hmm. what? They have been. But like you said, the Falcons, the Cowboys, these secondaries aren't that good. And Tom Brady's just been doing whatever he wants. Now he's facing a good defense. I'm all over that under 55 and a half. So that's where I'm going. Nice. Yeah. And when uh, we were talking to Anthony earlier, uh, I saw a report actually that Antonio Brown is placed on the COVID-19 list. So his, uh, yep, his status is uh, iffy this week. Might have to jump on that under sooner than later. I think it might be dropping like a mm -hmm. bad habit. That's true. Yep. Yep. That's true. We both agree on that. I said 28, 21. And then I looked, I'm like, wow, it's in the fifties. So yeah, it's 55. I, I love the under in that play because I think it's going to uh, be, I think, I think the defense for the Rams is going to show up a lot more than people think. And I think Dan Bay's defense is going to show as well. I, I think there's going to be conflicts on both defensive sides. And I think that's going to be very important to look out for. But the next game, we have the Seahawks at the Vikings. Vikings are now officially a one and a half point dog. The over under is 55 and a half for us. Where are we going? All right, so I told everyone last week there was going to be one or two games a week that are just like they literally just hit on the spread. No matter what I do, I ain't going to hit a winner for you. So that was the Bengals-Bears last week. What happened? It hit exactly on the three points, the game that I said do not touch. So um, this seems like that type of game. It's just going to be crazy. Um, you got the Vikings. What They're 0-2 right now, so they need to win badly in this game. And then – I can't go against Russell Wilson in this spot coming down to the wire. And he just had that bad loss last week. They blew the game to the Titans. It's just, this is a spot where I just do not want to touch. And the over-under just seems so high that, I mean, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but the over-under is so high that I just don't even trust taking the over. So it's just everything about this game stinks. I don't want it. So I'll let you pick this one. All right, sure. I'll pick it. Uh, I learned my lesson the first time with the Colts and the Seahawks. I'm not going to take Russ Wilson. I'm going to take Russ Wilson with, mm -hmm. with the, the small favorite. I mean, yeah. like you, I'm not crazy about this game, but if I had to take something for this game, I'm going to take the Seahawks. It's hard to see the Vikings go. Oh, and three, but um, give me Russ Wilson being a small favorite on the road. He's a better quarterback. Um, he's a guy that can win. So give me the Seahawks and Russ, I'm going to let you break down this game as I got to go check up on something right now. Uh, Green Bay at 49ers, Russ. What are we doing here? The line is plus uh, minus 349ers. The over-under is 50 and a half. No problem. I'll just talk to the people while you're gone. <laughs> uh, I like the Packers here. Um, we got the 49ers. Key injuries on defense with Greenlaw's been out. He's out till October. And then you got cornerback uh, Jason Barrett. He's going to be out for the season. Uh, that's a key cornerback right there. Uh, they now have Josh Norman. He's playing at cornerback, and he's been getting exposed with some penalties last week um, versus an average Eagles offense where he was getting exposed. Now he's going up against Aaron Rodgers. You better believe that he's going to get exposed here this week with Rodgers. Um, so definitely going to take the plus three and a half here all day. 
with the Green Bay Packers, who look good. Um, but definitely give me the Packers in that one. And for the over-under for this game, um, I would say this game probably goes over as well. Um, Rodgers looked good. He was getting going. He actually missed a couple throws last week. Um, so I can see them getting the high 20s. And uh, San Fran actually didn't put up points last week as well uh, against the Eagles. So I can see both of these teams getting in the high 20s. So I can see something like uh, – 28 24 type of game i actually like the packers here i think they could win this game outright so give me the packers 28 24 here um and whenever chris is done from his bathroom break i'm right here oh there he is what are you, what are you doing do you haven't looked at the screen i've I been looking at a blank screen i gotta exit out because i'll feel like i'm talking to myself man i'll lose my no mind. i heard i heard all the breakdown you know as a family man like yourself we got to take care of certain things so that's where I'm at right here. So I had to take care of some stuff. But, hey, I heard everything. So I'm with you right there. The Packers plus three and a half. I'm all over the over. I think the over is definitely mm -hmm. good. Uh, we saw the 49ers last week in a low-scoring game. Uh, that's the public perception right now. The defense is on lockdown, this and that. This looks too easy to hit this under. The over is 4-0 Packers games as an underdog. So we know Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. is fighting in all these underdog games. There's a lot of points to be made. I love the over 49 and a half. I'm right there with you, Russ. No. Hopefully he's motivated for this. I heard he's got that man bun because he's getting ready for uh... – Halloween or something. Oh man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I think he will be. This, you know, what the funny thing about motivation is, though, mm -hmm. I really feel like, um, as far as he he's from that area, San Francisco mm -hmm. was a team that he's always been rumored that he wants to play for, a team that looked over him that he really wanted to play for. He played for Cal, all those things. So, I think he comes out for this game. He's had some bad luck against this team. And he knows that. He knows all these stats. He's been around for a long time. He's not dumb. Like, he doesn't mm -hmm. know what has happened with the 49ers. And he only has so many years left. I think he's going to put on, put on a great yeah. performance. He he's was kicking – yeah. I was telling you, he was kicking himself last week. He missed a couple throws where they could have put up a lot more yeah. points. So, he's, he's going to get back on his game. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm with you. I, I love uh, the over 49.5, but I could sprinkle some of that Packers uh, spread as well. And finally, Monday night. Our game, the hometown game for us, Eagles at Cowboys. The Cowboys are officially laying – oh, it just dropped a little bit. It's at three and a half now. The over-under is at 51 and a half for us. Where are we going? I like the Eagles here. Um, this is a type of game where if the Cowboys were the dog, I would take the Cowboys, but I'm getting points here with the Eagles. I'm going to take it all day. It's just two good quarterbacks that I think will go back and forth in this game that both teams should be getting points as uh, shouldn't be an issue. And the Eagles were the one that were embarrassed their last meeting to the Cowboys. I think they lost 17 to 37 last year. So they'll remember that this is a division game. Um, so I'll take the points. I, I actually see the Eagles losing in a close one. So probably like uh 30, 27 type of game. High scoring should be a fun game to watch, but I think the Eagles might just lose by a game-winning field goal. Yeah, so uh, my favorite play for this game is the over, and I think it's a lot of public money coming in on that under because of the disappointing game they had last week against the 49ers. Uh, mm -hmm. Now it's coming down to 51 and a half. I'll let it keep ticking down a little bit more. I'm definitely going to hammer that over when right before kickoff it keeps dropping like this, and I'm with you. 
I like the birds to cover here. It was at four. Now it's dropping to three and a half. I actually think they're kind of a live dog here. Um, Nick Sirianni, he's been talking about the rivalry stuff. And I think a lot of guys are buying into what he's saying at this point in time right now. And he's emphasizing the whole rivalry thing. And I don't know if McCarthy's really doing that kind of thing. I think this might just be more of a game for him for the most part. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit more extra motivation. It sucks that Brandon Graham's out. Uh, Brooks mm-hmm. is also banged up as well. So those are some key losses on the line, offensive and defensive. But I like the birds here with the points. But honestly, I love the over even more. So give me that over. Yeah, and with Brooks being out, I just feel like the team was terrible last year because of the offensive line. But that Wentz just – he was stuck in that pocket. He couldn't get out of there, and he was holding on to the ball so long. Hurts right. is someone where he can get out, and I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. So I think he'll get – since they didn't even score last week, I feel like they're going to get their points this week. Like you said, you like the over too. So. Yeah, no doubt. And then Mar- uh, Lawrence is going to be out as well. That's one yeah. of their best pass rushers right there. Mika Parsons just mm-hmm. getting into the league. We know he's going to be a stud eventually, but mm-hmm. I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to get his, and it's going to be a lot of points. And I think it's going to be an awesome Monday night game to watch, a big oh, yeah. shootout, uh, pretty much what we didn't see last week with the either team. Look at the Cowboys. They were in a low-scoring game against the Chargers. We all thought that was going to be a high-scoring game. Now you're getting not only the Cowboys not score that much, and now the Eagles didn't score that much. This over-under is high. It's getting bet down a lot. I love this over even more. I will take more points being brought down so I can take that over. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, I'm an unders and underdog kind of guy. So it seems like all the favorite type of games I've been giving out here have been losing, but all the dogs have been hitting big. So – Definitely pay attention to the underdog games I'm giving out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Hey, let's get now we're done with the NFL. We did a great breakdown and all that stuff. Let's get into the college game. Let's get into a couple games that are going to be the big marquee games. I know mm-hmm. everyone's going to be betting. Russ, we got Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, last week ended up splitting on those games, those big games. I ended yeah. up hitting, uh, I lost on the Alabama game. I forget what the game I won was the other big game. Oh, Penn State pulled away at the end, uh, uh-huh. covered that spread. So um, big game this week. We got the Wisconsin game. I like Wisconsin. I was saying before in the season they're improved. Um, they just didn't cover against that Penn State game. They just played terrible. They had a bunch of turnovers mm-hmm. in the red zone. Um, But this is actually just a terrible spot for Notre Dame. Uh, Wisconsin, they've got one of the best defenses in the country, and they're actually coming off of a bye here. So even though Wisconsin's also favored in this game on paper, um, they're going to see that they're actually the 18th-ranked team, and Notre Dame's ranked 12th. So Notre Dame's ranked better, so Wisconsin's going to have that mindset like, hey, we're the underdogs here, and they're home. This total's really low. They think uh, the odds makers think Notre Dame's going to score 20 points. So I think they'll actually score lower in this game. So I see Wisconsin winning this game, probably something like 27 to 17 type of game here. So um, so what was the final score you're saying? I think 27-17. 27-17. So you think Mm -hmm. the game's going to go under? Yeah, I think they actually win this game pretty easily. Okay. So there's a couple things I got with this game Mm -hmm. that I'm looking at. So with Notre Dame, uh, Jack Cohen, he's been playing pretty solid this year, 828 yards passing with eight TDs, former Wisconsin player. So he's finally facing his former team here. The run game's been okay with Williams. Isaiah Foskey, uh, he's been solid with the D-line with three and a half sacks. Um, Wisconsin, you talked about the bye. I think that's very important to look at. The over mm-hmm. is 6-1 and one for Badger games following a bye week. 
60% is betting the under right now. There's a lot of public perception with this under. Uh, I understand uh, Mertz has not been good offensively for the quarterback position. He has not been good at all. And then the Eastern Michigan game, uh, they threw in the backup. They almost didn't cover because the backup came in. But he, they ran the ball a thousand times that game. Like literally every play was a run play, run play, run play, run play. And they just ran it down their throat the entire time. Um, Wisconsin's defense has been pretty solid, but I think it's important to look at Wisconsin off the bye. I feel like they can get this situation with the quarterback fixed a little bit more than we can actually think here. I actually like the over 46 and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of shocked that it's the lines this high. I thought we would have been like the 42s, 43s. I think, I think both- yeah, I think it's more of you should probably focus on Wisconsin's point total probably in this game because I think yeah. if they they hit that they mm-hmm. they have they're supposed to they're probably going to average like 30 points this year in the first two games they didn't really what did they got? They had the 34 last week, but that was against Eastern Michigan. They should be scoring a lot more points. They just gave up in that game and didn't put it on them. Uh, but that 10 points against Penn State, they're only averaging 22 right now. So you got to think big game for Wisconsin. They're probably going to have a nice little game plan here. So they should be able to put up some easy points here. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think the over on the Wisconsin points, If you, I like I like myself, I think they're going to fix a lot of issues with the quarterback. The run game will be solid. Uh, as we know, typical Wisconsin style, I think that's going to be really good. So I really like that as well. Uh, the next big marquee game I want to get into is mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Arkansas. It's in the Jerry Dome. Uh, it's a five-and-a-half point spread. The over-under is at 47-and-a-half. Both teams are 3-0. and uh, I'm pretty much going to get into it right here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm huge on, Ar- on Arkansas this week, getting the five and a half. Texas A&M, they've been doing very well. They've been facing some teams that haven't been that great. Back-to-back, straight up against the spread wins. Texas A&M is 0-10 when they're back-to-back, straight up against the spread wins. They're kind of sniffing themselves at this point. Arkansas has been playing really well. They've been clicking mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. The offense with KJ Jefferson has benefited with a great wide receiver core. That's been going on. Traylon Burks with 206 yards. The Razorbacks have five players averaging at least 10 yards a catch. The run game is averaging six yards a carry. The offense is completely clicking. Uh, Texas A&M, they played one big team this year. It was Colorado. They barely squeaked that game out. Calzada, at quarterback, has been mediocre. 458 yards, passing four TDs, two picks. The run game has been a big part with Spiller, averaging over six yards a carry. But um, the biggest thing is DeMarvin Leal. He's been uh, the anchor on this defense. 13 tackles, two and a half sacks. He's the guy that gets the engine churning for the most part for the defense. But this is a this is the lowest spread I've seen in a long time for Arkansas. And this is probably mm-hmm. the best Arkansas team that I've seen in a very, very long time. They haven't been a single-digit dog in a long time. And this is kind of this kind of situations I told about last week with the revenge tour I talked about. This is a big revenge tour. They haven't, they haven't won or covered in forever. And this is their best chance to do this against Texas A&M. There's tons of revenge on this side. Give mm-hmm. me the Razorbacks plus five and a half for us. Yeah, this game was tough to me, but I would definitely side with you on Arkansas. I, I was looking at Texas A&M's games, and for them to play that bad against Colorado is a team that I'm, I'm down on this year, who I was actually took Minnesota last week. So Colorado I'm down on. I'm down on New Mexico this year. And mm-hmm. I just feel like Texas A&M just squeaked out that 30 to nothing against New Mexico. It was a bad team. 
and they looked terrible. I was watching a little bit of that game against Colorado, and Colorado isn't a good team. So Arkansas is just the hot team to take right now, and that seems like a smart play with Arkansas, who's getting points at home. They're definitely going to – you said – A live dog. Yeah, and it's a going against a top-10 team, so you know mm-hmm. they're, they're going to want to storm that field in that game. Oh, absolutely. They're a live dog by any means necessary. And my boy Mitch is checking in. Can Rutgers cover the 20 and a half? Oh, Rutgers. Oh, well, it sucks. We're in New Jersey. We can't bet it. Yeah, I know. I've talked to Mitch about this before. <laughs> uh, I told him Rutgers has been the, kind of the team with Shiano that's been playing really well and playing. Oh, nice. Michigan. Nice. Yeah, that's actually a nice little spread. I like that 20 and a half. That looks does look like an underdog play right there with Rutgers. Absolutely. I'm on the same board with you there. We're riding the Rutgers Scarlet train and once again. Just, just letting Mitch know Michigan's got Wisconsin next week. So, again, look ahead game right there. Big game next week for Michigan. So, could be a little uh, lackadaisical in this Rutgers game. And might I add that the Michigan Wolverines, they play again Western Michigan. They smashed them. That was first mm-hmm. game of the year. And then Washington has been terrible. They lost Montana oh, outright, I believe. They, they, they housed that game. That was kind of like a a paperweight kind of, you know, like a, a primetime game that really wasn't a real primetime game. And they, they made it mm-hmm. seem like that. And then they played NIU, who's terrible, and they beat him by 53. So I love when teams went against the spread three straight like that. So now this line's mm-hmm. probably imploded, too. you got to be thinking. Yeah, it's imploded. And I wish I could bet this in Jersey, but unfortunately mm-hmm. I cannot, Mitch. If I were you, I would take the fighting Scarlet Knights with the 28 and a half. I think that line eventually goes down. I don't think it goes up. Uh, I don't think there's enough public money to bring that line up, honestly. So I would roll with the Scarlet Knights, one of my alma maters, Rutgers. Nice. So I want to get into one more revenge game. Oh, yeah, you had one more game. That's right. The uh, I got, I got ball, ball state, game. right? Yeah, I got a little maction going on, Russ. Nice. Um, the People mac- love is- action. That's why Mitch is still here. He wants to see that maction. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's mm-hmm. team action. Uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you firsthand, the Mac is fucking terrible right now. It's not even a question how bad they truly are. Western mm-hmm. Michigan supposed to be one of the best Mac teams, got boat raced by Michigan, and I still feel like they're kind of a paper champion over mm-hmm. there. And I keep saying this left and right because this is a public perception. We get some of these teams that beat up on these teams. Like, uh, they might not be as good as advertising. And Chiano's a good coach, and 20 and a half is way too many points there. But I want to get into this MAC game right now. Mm-hmm. Toledo Rockets at Ball State. Ball State's getting five points. The over-under is 56.5. Toledo, they lost to Colorado State, 6-22. Once again, coming out of the MAC, losing. Shocker. Ball State going to the Mountain West as well, losing 12-45. to I talked about how bad the MAC is. But this line here is imploded for this game. Not going to lie. Carter Bradley, the QB of Toledo, has been real solid. 658 passing yards, two TDs, no picks. The wide receivers, led by Devin Maddox, who's averaging 18 yards a catch, has been solid for this MAC team. Ball State should not be able to throw on Toledo. Toledo's pass defense is real solid. You wouldn't know this because of the record being one and two, but their pass defense is pretty strong here. But Ball State... The quarterback situation is absolutely terrible. Drew Pitt has been terrible. Uh, Carson Steele is pretty much the best player at running back. Uh, He's averaging 6.4 yards a carry. Toledo gives up a lot of sacks and a lot of penalties. That's a team that doesn't cover. If you're doing that much in the MAC, you're in for a world of pain. 11 penalties, the ball ball stake uh, pretty much averages a game. 
Um, Sounds like a bad team, yeah. It's a bad, bad, bad. <laughs> not only is the Mac bad, but this mm -hmm. is a bad, bad, bad Mac team. Mm -hmm. And when I look at what um, – here, I'm going to bring it up real quick. Let me just bring it up. I want to tell you what the lines have been with – Yeah, I think Toledo's on my list on teams that uh, – one of the teams that should be better this year. Um, yeah. But I, I started making myself rules after the years, and I put uh, – no Mac and no whack at the top of my screen. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mac first Mac. Helps me be selective. I'm like, no Mac, no whack. And then sometimes I'll just throw it out there. Why the hell did I take a Mac game? <laughs> but this is Mac versus Mac. So I'm oh, okay. Yeah. With that. You're better at the smaller games than me now. I am because I love my ESPN gate games I where I know the guys watching with the camcorder over on the top of the bleachers. No problem. These are my wheelhouse games for yep. the most part. So when I look at these spreads in general, last year Toledo was a 10 point dog, winning outright. Ball State, I mean, sorry, Ball State was a dog, 10 and a half. They won outright. Ball State minus three and a half smash toledo the last three times toledo was a favorite they were 19 half point favorite they absolutely smashed 26 and a half point favorite absolutely smashed and five and a half point favorite they covered as well i, didn't, I didn't realize you were looking it up i actually had it right in front of me <laughs> i didn't know that's where you're i was like oh i could have got that for you no you could have and you know <laughs> I, I wish i would have known that i think i was taking just a little ship here but anyway so toledo has been really well when they were favored in these games. Um, they're favored by five on the road now, losing in a double revenge here, especially mm -hmm. as as them being uh, Ball State being a dog and being a favorite. Ball State has had the best of them. This Ball State team fucking sucks. And mm -hmm. Toledo should be able to take advantage of it with their offense and their pass defense as well. Give me the Toledo Rockets, lane five. This is probably going to be a double-digit victory. So get your action mm -hmm. in. This is it, Russ. Oh, I see. I like that one. That looks nice. So that'll do it for us today, guys. We went a little overtime, but great info. As far as the NFL games, the college, we've been on absolute fire. Join the Discord, all those good stuff. So you can DM us as well at Chris Ebom on Twitter. I will have two cover articles coming up this week. And uh, Russ, you can hit him up on Vegas Line Reader. He'll have some plays as well. Russ, where are we going today? I feel good again. It's, we've won two straight weeks and we're in week three and I think we're going to kick some ass again. Um, if you guys can help us out, if you're watching this, download the Sharp app, check us out on there. We're also on YouTube. If you guys can just like, subscribe to our channel. If you like the if you like our picks, keep following us because we're going to keep making money, guys. And if, you, if you're watching this on Twitter or anything, why don't you guys just shoot us a like or re retweet, anything like that. It helps us out because we want to get these picks out to more people so everyone can make money. That's all right, Russ. Let's go make that money. Let's go tackle that board. That's right. Let's go. Another winning week. Absolutely.